so I'm gonna ask a question because you, you, when you were talking, uh, there's something that piqued my interest, and no, it was no. about what you said earlier about you know, from premarital counseling because I'm sure they've said it to all of us. Do not yeah. go to bed on an issue, resolve yeah. it. Would you say that practically, since you've been married, you have <laughs> always resolved every issue <laughs> overnight? Well, uh, I, I no, no. Practically overnight, like literally that night. No, I don't think yeah. so. I think, I mean, I think I remember one day that I'm like, well, this night in your territory, sorry. And then I just slept. So, but, but the thing is, I think the less, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a night that, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I could feel that my wife was not happy about something. Like, I could see her because, I mean, if you know the person you are married to very well, mm. you can sense from the body language, from everything. And then you can just say that mm, there's something going on here. This is not... So I could feel it and all of that. But for some reason, you know, I just felt, well, my tech or question, I'll let you know then. Nobody <laughs> will talk about it. But the, but the thing is, the lesson is that don't let it linger. Because exactly. The reason then, why... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because then what happens is that things begin to mount on, you know, mm-hmm. happen, and then it, it becomes a pile. And then before when you start digging then you know you go on a very endless journey so basically the next morning i was like so i think i was so because um she works as well so i was driving out to work and i was like ah, sweetheart you don't share it now I, I i i can see that you are not happy about something there's definitely something going on and then you know in the car we talked about it and everything and i said oh i'm really sorry this this that that that, that. And then when she got to work as well, she just sent me a message. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I love you and all of those things. And that was how we resolved that. But it, it, it just, it just, it just, the, the experience just taught me that you really need to find a way to resolve conflict. Because yeah. in, in marriage, you cannot say that there won't be differences. I think oh, there will be, you know. business now. There has to be. Yeah. And so you, you must find <laughs> Even things that you're doing innocently, you know, the next person may just not get the right message. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's it, yeah. So the reason why I picked that up was because I wanted to mention on the fact that a lot of people misinterpret that phrase literally okay. and assume that, um, you know, everything has to be sorted that night. So when they say Mouston Luria, it's basically don't prolong the issue. Yeah, yeah, don't not prolong that. it. Because yeah. I remember yeah. I was teasing my wife one day where there was an instance where we had like a sort of misunderstanding just before I was going for the night shift and I was like, ah, auntie, oh my dear, fell off. And then she said, oh, my she lived by So, you know, the reality is there will be issues that you need 24, 48 hours, 72 hours yeah. ago yeah. to mull over. And then again, like I tell my wife, I'm, I think I'm more of the opposite. So I'm, when we started uh, together de- dating, I was the one that would take my time and before I make issues about it as in i don't talk about things straight away because i remember i always say to her in the heat of the moment people tend to say things they don't necessarily mean or it's a normal human reaction to want to hurt someone you're unhappy with because they've hurt you and so she knows that most times i'm actually not talking because i'm saying to her i am dealing with this in my head so that by the time we're having this discussion we can be saying about it not that i will say stuff that even when we then solve that issue, I've now created another issue. Yeah. You have created yeah. another issue that I'm going to hold against you because yeah. so, so, so 
and I remember that that was something we brought up in counseling because she literally told Bruce that that's the one thing that she struggles with, with me because I would just say, no, it's fine. not Everything's all right. I don't want to talk about it until... And I, I, I did let her understand that it's for me to be able to ensure that when I'm saying this thing, there's no sentiment. And that's for me very important that I'm mm-hmm. dealing with it as it is and not mm-hmm. being sentimental about it. So that even if I'm wrong, I can comfortably accept that actually you know what i messed up and there's no sentiment of kilomine you know uh, bye 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 and stuff like that and so over time even though now it's a lot shorter um i, I don't stay that long literally like and he said you know what oh bye 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 lucian i wasn't very happy or oh, she can tell me this and i'm like, ah, actually you know let's talk this through and there are times that you know that i've actually conditioned lofa and like typically and i hope it's one of Sheva's questions for the man, Actually, I was I just going to tell you people that you people are just answering my questions about people. That's number. That's the next question. <laughs> Once you don't have money, body used to be hot. I, my father used to say that, and I used to think, "Lord, she buy a job." Oh, um, uh, that is a reality. Your head will just be doing bang, bang, bang. Someone will tell you that is that. Whoa! I say, I literally tell my wife up front when I'm feeling like auntie, so no, they feel come So, please, this is the period we should just be, you know, humble when I'm. I will let you know I'm more than happy. But I mean, these are things that are very important in marriage yeah. that, that you have to deal with. The next question I was actually going to ask you was you guys was about this conflict thing that you guys have already. So you people are led by the spirit. Mm, hallelujah. God, praise <laughs> God. <laughs> so Saji, I think it's only you that's been talk because the more land is that already that's posed the question. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. Um, for me, the, the the thing is, I'm always the first person to apologize, right? Because oh. I believe that nobody is too big to say sorry. Um, mm-hmm. and I've also learned that my wife will never apologize. <laughs> so, you know, if you want peace to reign, just you know, first rule of law: say you're sorry. You know how we can resolve it. Um, and I, I used to tell her, my mom first started, even when we we're dating, I used to tell her, I said, look, this issue is too small for us to fight over. We need to wait until there is something big. <laughs> so if it's, uh, oh, there's no, the, the tissue, because argument over that, so really it's tissue. We have not even started talking about school or, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, work or house or where we're going to live or if we should get a drive. Those are like major issues. Maybe like, oh, a parent coming. <laughs> exactly. We need to reserve our energy for something that is actually worth fighting over. So sometimes she tries to maybe pick one small fight and me, I just ignore because I know it's not worth it. And then it turns into, oh, yeah, so annoying. Why can't you even just fight once? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I've, I've I've never liked conflict. I'm, if anyone if anyone who knows me knows that I like to resolve things quickly. I mean, growing up, I was a very malicious guy. I can keep malice for one year, you know, mm. when I was in secondary school. But as I grew older, I realized that the truth is nobody is gaining, you know, and we can't. There's no point living in the house with someone if you guys are going to bed angry. So we always told ourselves that. The plan is to never go to bed angry, even if we know that. I mean, we can fight, too, but when it's before we both sleep, let's at least come to some understanding where maybe the fight is paused and we continue tomorrow. I love that. Be, yeah, but that we pack each other overnight. For me, that just will fester it, and I don't think it's worth it in the long run if you are trying to build something reasonable. 
Thank you. So, um, Sanjay, I just want to understand that pause. How do you pause? Because women don't understand the pause, and because for them, the fight must go on. Yeah. But again, it's so. So another thing is there's a well, I won't. It's not. I don't. I don't know if the word is significant, but at least there's a gap between. I mean, ages between me and my wife. So. Mm. There's some, there's, so I think I'm older now, about six years. Um, and for yeah, me, there are some fights. <laughs> <laughs> there are some fights that maybe it's fine. That she may think this should be a fight, but I would be like, uh, oh, please, I'm too old for this type of fight. <laughs> you know, I know. So, <laughs> are you looking at my picture and telling them my story? <laughs> my said, I just get, I'll just be like, you know what. I'm a Dillon yeah, just the young child. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> that's no, but that's the truth. And I think, yes, I may have, I may have um, done something different maybe 10 years ago or seven years ago. But at this age, there are some fights that just like, you know what? It doesn't make any sense. Let's just, you know, it would be better in the long run for us to just push this aside and resolve it quickly. If you want to have your way, no problem. Have your way for this one. That's fine. I'm not going to fight it. You know, mm-hmm. and those are the you have to pick your battles. You have to know which one is a quick win and which one is a slow burning issue that you know you have to let it season first before you guys go back and tackle it. Yeah. I know you know one thing I was just thinking as you guys were talking is the fact that really I feel like your marriage is actually a picture of who you are as a person. That's all I'm literally, as I keep hearing you people, it's literally <laughs> your person, your personality, yeah, your that's what that's literally what your marriage is about. Like, do you understand? That's what marriage is about. There's no, mm. and that's you know, why I, I say, I tell people, like, if you're thinking that marriage is going to fix anything, is in you, it's not going to fix anything <laughs> because Please honestly, yourself. exactly if you don't come correct. <laughs> It will show that you're not coming correct. If you come correct, mm. it will show that you're coming. Because it is who you are that you are bringing in. Because see, yeah. addition or subtraction. Is mm-hmm. that is who you are you are bringing it to it. Mm-hmm. And that's all. It's almost as if that's all. As, as you guys are talking, that's all I'm hearing. I'm just imagining the normal people <laughs> that I know. And I'm, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Like, do you understand? Literally. <laughs> literally, honestly. And that's the reason why it's very risky. I have to actually put this out there, but maybe young guys going into marriage. It's very risky for you to come into marriage trying to portray to be someone else that you are not. Because mm. it is mm. you can't sustain it. It's headache. You, do you understand? Mm. Literally, you can't sustain it. Because imagine the things you guys are talking about. It is who you are. Imagine mm. if you are coming and you are you are forming Demola the strong or Demola the <laughs> I know they take no sense. You get like yeah, so it's, it's yeah. not so beautiful to listen to. Maybe because I know you guys at least to some extent. Yeah. It's so easy to relate with, and I can say that yes, that's actually who Demola is. Yes, that's actually who is it. You know, me, I don't like stress. We play, we move. Life is too short. So Trumpets can blow anything. It can even blow after. This. We don't let it blow after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you still want to enjoy this? Like Demola, tell me, see me, my ah, dear. Oh my dear, definitely. <laughs> Let me start that conversation. Let's <laughs> okay. Let's go to the next question. My next question is basically about family traditions. And, you know, what, what were the traditions that you guys, maybe you guys built on your own um, on getting into your marriage or traditions that you brought from your own family and you guys were able to merge and has become your own family tradition. So basically, tell us what you guys like doing together. What have you guys created 
as a family for yourselves as routine traditions? Let me start with you, Sergi. Um, family traditions. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, if growing up in my house, my house is very, you know, my mom and dad they are dicking and dickiness, you know. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there is a household where there's a lot of, you know, um, church, and although we wanted it to be our own decision in terms of where we would attend and all of that and not necessarily um, forced upon us in because even the her changing to my church from you know she, like I said she goes to CCC and I go to elevation um, so that was one thing that we had to discuss you know um, are we going to be attending elevation church or are we going to be attending CCC? So then we do that. So basically what we now started doing, so I normally we go to my parents for Christmas. That's before um, before I got married. So now what we do is that we go to my parents for Christmas. We still do that. And now we go to her parents for for New Year's. So we've, we've uh, broken it up like that. So obviously, because we don't live in Nigeria anymore, we've had to design our own things to work <laughs> the way we want to. Interestingly, for all my being liberal and vocal, my wife will say that in the core of your heart, you're still a traditionalist. I'm very big on traditions. Very, very. And <clears throat> I think it's just challenging the ones that don't necessarily... Because again, like a lot of people must have said, and we've all heard, marriage, there's no rule book to marriage. It works for each individual mm -hmm. couple differently as in just make sure that you have, you know, you know what you're doing and you agree. And so, as much as I'm quite liberal, there's some things that I hold sacred and um, so we were able to, you know, make decisions on that. I'm sure Ashwa well knows, I'm, my bum bum doesn't sit in one place when it comes to traveling. I love to move around a lot. <clears throat> and so, we sort of said that, okay, at least once, at least minimum once, ideally twice for me, we must travel every year. Um, anniversaries, we have to do something reasonably good. Um, if, if we have the means or the opportunity, we will travel. If we don't, you know, spend decent, lovely time together. Christmas, we tend to go to our friends and then we host after Christmas. So whereas growing up, you know, my, my my we used to go to my granddad's for Christmas on my father's side and then for New Year on my mother's side we then do so that's things like that we used to do. Right, 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 right. How about is Well, uh I think for us we're still trying to build tradition. I mean like things that we've gotten used to and we do uh regularly. Um, but I mean, there's something we, it, it's simple, but, and that's, um, like appearing in the same apparel to church or mm. wherever, as in wow. almost anywhere we are going, <laughs> like the way my wife, the way my wife would do it. I mean, like you not, you, you even think, Oh, so I have the color of this top. I don't even know. She would just go and bring it out from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know okay, yesterday. So when you said same apparel, I was going to say, wow. But now no, that no, you no, change it to no, the no. same, no, no, I mean like the same, the same uh -huh. color, the same. You're like, I, mean, I think, I think most people end up that way because literally they're always laughing at us too. Because I, I just usually I think I'm the one that's what are you wearing? I just look at what she's wearing. I look at my wardrobe and find something 
closely matched and then we move. <laughs> you know, so so basically, I anyway the same color. Like yesterday, we were going out, and um, so I came upstairs, you know, dressed up and all of that. And I was sure that there is. No, I've I'd already seen what she wore downstairs, and then I just saw my wife came upstairs. And somehow, just changed. To, I said, ah, ah, Marzu, Marzu, <laughs> the same color. <laughs> this one, this one is no longer your tradition. It is a, it is a, a unique tradition. <laughs> so, 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 somehow we, we, we do that. But I mean, in terms of, uh, definitely in Nigeria, I think what would have been doing would have been travel to our parents' place for Christmas and all. But um, we can't do that anymore. So we are still sort of developing one. I mean, we would have been traveling, but for COVID. Anyways, uh, but maybe I'll meet Demola later on. So <laughs> I'll give you tips yeah, on where to go and stuff like that. No, but yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. Um, so I just remember there's something. There's a tradition we developed, which I think I, at least for a few people I've spoken to who are newly married, as I am gradually climbing up the marriage ladder. <laughs> Every first of the year, we stop take. So after the typical prayers and happening and all that, blah, blah, blah. We then sit down and go through the last year. And the two things we talk about, um, you know, how was the last year for both of us and individually? What things would we want us to change in the new year? I literally am very emphatic on that. Like, you know, it's I, I can praise you from here today. You can praise me. Forget the praises. Shall I even praising me on Instagram? Self, don't worry. Let's talk about the things that we need to, you know, improve on. Because obviously we're a team, so we've done that every year since we got married. At the beginning of the year, it's very, very important. At times we go two hours, three hours, but you know it helps us stock take on that way. Even when some issues arise, you can sort of remember. Oh, actually, she's complained that this is what you do when this, this, this. So don't right. you. It brings to your consciousness what you like. It's literally a no-holds-bad situation. Like, say it as it is. This is your free pass. In fact, just say it. We will deal with the agony after. But this is the moment to say it as it is. And so far, it's worked for us as a couple. Demola, is that if you have been inside my room, you have checked my questions, you are... I, I, I did not tell you. Let us give you the paper. Let me just give you Let me go. You know what? Demola has taken conversation there. I'm just going to let us go into that conversation, yeah. that question, which was basically the question that is linked to what Demola is talking about. I was going to ask you guys about like goal setting as a family. If you believe in the whole having a family vision, or you, you know, just having like feedback moments or moments where you guys are telling each other about the next goal for your family. Is there anything like that that you do quarterly, yearly? That's how I have it here. Demola has peeped into my questions. And then, <laughs> and then you know, how do you guys go about it? And Or if you are the kind of person that you just feel like we are living individual life and we merge in the middle sometimes, you know, be honest. Don't come up before me what is not here. Tell me the truth. Let me start with AZ and then Sajid. Since Demola did you talk on that. Yeah, actually, I mean, I think it's important to set goals as a family, really. So we 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 do that um, sort of quarterly, depending really. So there are some goals that we know that it's somewhere maybe the next four five years, you know, um, and we are trying to work out modalities. But also there are quarterly ones, and uh, I mean, goals as simple as 
um, okay, when when do you want to start training? When is the best time? What should we be doing now and stuff like that? I mean, mm-hmm. um, like I, like we always discuss, I think um, both of us are individuals first. We are in partnership in marriage mm-hmm. and um, as a family, we'll present one from both. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do what I'm doing. I don't necessarily have to do what you are doing. But whatever we choose to do, we should complement each other. So, um, so, so you sort of have like family projects or things we should be doing, things we should be working towards. You know, in every, in every, in every area, really. So we sort of have that discourse. You know, okay, what should we do about this? You know, and I mean, we're still having one discussion this afternoon. And we have not even reached, you know, a decision. But, you know, so we sort of have that. It, it, it sort of just gives us something to run with. Um, we know that, okay, together, this is what we are working towards. And that this is what we want to try and achieve. Or this is what we want to do. So it, it just makes us, I mean, so that we are in sync. You know, both of us are on the same page. So, yeah, we have that regularly. And um, I think it's actually helping because there are some decisions that each of us will not just take because we know what we have discussed. We know what is at stake. We know what we are trying to do. And, um, you know, there are, when you have a conversation with myself or you have a conversation with my wife, you'll be surprised I will say the same thing because, right. you know, we have actually gone through this is mm-hmm. it, what this, this is it. And so it sort of just gives us that bond. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if I've answered that question. Yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. How about Sergeant? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Okay, so the question was basically about goal setting, um, receiving feedback, or you know, just having like quarterly, maybe or yearly, or however you do it. Basically, family vision, goal setting, and feedback. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think we have it um, structured um, like that. Uh, we don't have it structured, but occasionally. Um, when we need to make a decision, in short, there's time now just come, babe, we need to talk. Now we need to talk. And I keep telling her, it doesn't sound as sweet as you as you think it, it does. We need to talk to a guy, you know, can be very discombobulating. But, <laughs> can be very but, triggering. <laughs> yes. You know, but yeah, I mean, we, we have um, those occasional uh, okay, where do we see ourselves in five years? What do we want to have done? What do we want to have achieved? So, funny thing is, we actually opened a joint account before we got married. Oh. Um, and a lot of people were thinking, uh, are you mad? Okay, actually, I opened it when after I proposed. But um, I had been thinking about it. And that was just simply because I just wanted another avenue really for like saving saving in the sense that so we have an account where there is no card or internet banking we just put money in there on a monthly basis or you know however mm-hmm. and we both get alerts if someone withdraws from it so it was just a way of i felt you know someone said what if you guys break up but another then we can see how much we all we both contributed <laughs> Transfer the money back to our separate accounts, you know. But um, I just always felt I was very comfortable with her in terms of financing. That was even one of the reasons why I, you know, said, okay, this is probably the woman for me. Because for some strange 
reason, she never seemed to ask me for money. Maybe that's because she had her own money. I don't know. But God bless like, you, bro. Even when she's going out with her friends, I'll give her my card. By the time she, I get her late, maybe eight, seven, or five, six, or nine, two. And I'm always thinking that she doesn't want to spend more than 10K, you know. And there was something she did one time that I thought, wow. The, her, her younger sister was in university at the time. And she needed money to pay for something. And she actually sold her laptop to pay for her. And I just and I told her, I said, why don't you just ask me for the money? I said, ah, why would you be? You are my boyfriend. You are not my husband. Why would you be taking on that type of burden? There's no, we don't have any like regularity or schedules or timing. We just um, occasionally we decide that, oh, we need to plan for this or we need to do this or do that. And that, that just um, helps us, uh, you know, plan towards an occasion or plan towards any event, you know, like um, she's a big birthday person. I don't really care too much for birthdays, but because I know she is, then birthdays now have a huge, um, birthdays have a huge or a huge deal in the house where, you know, she wants to do photo shoots, she wants to take pictures, and I'm like, well, it's not a milestone birthday, but hey, that's what she wants to do. The compromise, all you have to do is show up, you know, and, you know, smile and make sure that, you know, she's happy on her birthday because birthday is important for her. For our anniversaries, we usually do something. We've always gone somewhere on our anniversary uh, for the weekend. I mean, we've not done many, but the prayer and the hope is that, you know, it can be an annual thing. Um, we've done three so far, and hopefully that continues, you know, for the next 50, 60 years. Um, and then towards... Uh, children, you know, we've planned, we have a joint account where we both put money into um, regularly and, you know, we just always put money, put money, put money and try and build something that, okay, we can, we can use for the future. And yeah, so it's, it's really about, um, it's a conscious effort um, to, to make those decisions and to make those plans and we just keep working towards it on a daily basis. Right. Okay, Demola, yeah, cause I know that yeah. you didn't really say something about the goal setting part, so do you want to chip in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try and make it as brief as possible. So um we so part of the stock taking is we try and set out goals for the year, which mm -hmm. we review sort of off and on maybe every other month or stuff like that. Of course you have your short term goals, medium goals and your long term goals. And you know mm -hmm. it's about working towards each of course the more recurrent theme or the more recurrent ones will be the short-term goals where we know, okay, by this time in a few months, you know, you need to do this or we need to do that or, you know. And so I think it, uh, it does help that even though we don't say, ah, okay, every third of uh, the month or whatever, we have to discuss something, but at least mm -hmm. we have an idea where we are at in terms of what we are working towards. towards. And like AZ rightly said, if you ask or ask me, most times, apart from when I'm pulling a surprise stunt, most times we're always on page with each other and it's, you know, dissolve. Okay. So I want us to go to parenting and um, I want you guys to tell me about the roles you take on in parenting, 
what your beliefs are and you know what comes for you comes for you naturally and the things you had to like intentionally learn to do or to show up for your partner for because they have, that was their own expectation and then also talk about um how you guys handle conflict with parenting styles because i know that because people are coming from different backgrounds mm-hmm. there will be some differences in how you think that you should parent a child so you mm-hmm. know how have you guys been able to undo that let me start with demola and that's very interesting. Um, contrary to <laughs> my personality, I'm actually a strict daddy, <laughs> which is very surprising for a lot of people because I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. I'm very jovial and all that. But like I said earlier, um, tradition and culture for me is also very important, despite my being liberal, and I don't like to be taken for granted. And I'm the more strict... Uh, well, I'm the stricter person of both of us. Um, I think... Again, the background does matter. So I come from a very strict background. My father was nicknamed the general in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) It was the man that people went to to go and tell their children, uh, to tell report their children to. Yeah, we tell them all that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously that really impacted on my view on things. Of course, I did think some of it was overboard as with their generation. So I knew that, okay, I wouldn't not necessarily be that level, but... I still always feel that, you know, spare the run and spoil a child. So you have to be able to set boundaries, especially in the environment we are, where it's almost, mm. you know, wrong to train a child properly. Right. And so um, my wife comes from a slightly similar. So her dad was actually also quite strict. But I think as you t- women generally, there's a maternal instinct playing. And then there's also that rule of, well, you know, Life is not that serious. And I'm like, no, life is serious. I want peace when she's a teenager. I want peace when they're old. I cannot be running after any child. I do not let my father run after me. So <laughs> I think that's helped us set the tone. Um, initially, it was a bit of a struggle because at times when I'm being a disciplinarian, emotions get in my office, like, oh, it's okay, you have to leave. And I'm like, no, you are, we are sending the wrong message if we are not united mm-hmm. because children know how to pick sides right. and they would, and I saw it happen. And then my wife got frustrated because my kid knew how to play the game. Well, very well. <laughs> and I tell people, and they all know when I'm the one with my kid at home, she's an amazing angel. <laughs> if I say sit down there, she's sitting there for the next six hours, not 10. Once <laughs> my life enters, <laughs> the house is outside. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the thing because she knows that, you know, she can get away with doing stuff with you. Whereas she's already marked it in her brain that, ah, this man can package me and send me back to Nigeria. <laughs> Let's not allow this to happen. <laughs> Tell me that you're saying you know that church. Shame on you. Shame my, on you. There's no shame anywhere. Uh, we want peace. <laughs> we will have peace. <laughs> we are very close. And a lot of people, because when people first see me and they're like, ah, hey, you know, you're going to, the child will not be close. And I'm like, no, you can, you know, you can show love to a child. And also right. correct them when they're wrong and yeah. let them understand why. And so, interestingly, yeah. when we, my wife says, I'm daddy, see them when they're fighting, I will give them 15 minutes. My daughter is all over me, we are kissing each other, we are doing daddy, daddy, come, yeah, let's go, let's. So, again, I don't think you have to be what our parents or grandparents were like, where they were unapproachable, you know, where you couldn't look at them in the face or talk to them. I don't intend mm-hmm. to be that kind of father, but I also intend to make sure that they're boundaries in place and now that my wife has caught on with it is very as in literally 
all my wife has this and my daughter I'll tell your daddy or just call my name and my daughter is already rearranging her brain straight away because she knows that uh, <laughs> trouble is looming and so I think eventually it's great to work out together you know to make a plan in terms of raising kids because if you keep disagreeing the child will see and would know who to exploit and it can be quite frustrating or to both parties particularly the, the one who is a bit concerned about how the kids tend to get raised right okay and then the other part of the question was about rules about like what rules do you take on as a parent okay. um, as a so if just to be clear do you mean in terms of caring for the child or yeah, what yeah usually caring for the child what are the uh, things so that you do? a classic example is like i said uh, the day i don't work i'm i'm daddy sitting babysitting and daddy doing daddy great care so obviously <laughs> based for her get do her cooking and all that um one day a week i pick up because i work half days right so i'm the one who picks up from school on Tuesdays um, on the other days my wife would because it's on the way to my wife's uh, workplace so she'll drop off and pick her off on Tuesdays Um, at times my wife uh, I've inculcated the spirit of hustle in her so at times she does Saturday locums um, <laughs> and I'm like no that's fine so I will literally do a Friday night locum coming at 7.15 my wife is going to resume work at 7.30 and then I stay with my daughter and then till she gets back in the afternoon uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd say that to a fairly certain extent I'm quite involved in caring for her doing her laundry the one thing that I just don't do is uh, hair is not my business <laughs> my wife we still did it last week uh, she, my daughter was meant to make her hair she was like oh I'm going to leave work do it I said no don't even you will come back I can do every other thing that you need me to do in this house you will come back and sort this hair I am not <laughs> going to do this <laughs> okay how about is it <laughs> oh well uh, you know um, we are still in this uh, parenting business so uh, but I think uh, most important thing is uh, the values of the family really so like we know what we want our family to be like to look like we know mm-hmm. these stuffs we want our children to display and all of that so sort of by the time you know has as they grow up anyway we have just um, uh, one boy now so as it grows up you know we'll try to mold by the grace of god in the in, in line with those values um so at least at the moment but in terms of roles i think basically we just we just do the work uh like uh, when we when we first had our baby nobody was here to help it was just myself and my wife you know mm-hmm. and uh maybe a couple of friends that were around you know in uh where we stayed then uh but essentially it was just myself and her okay then uh, a friend just came in from Nigeria then and then stayed with us very helpful. but you know at that point we had to learn very early we struggled with breastfeeding you know mm-hmm. and uh and then i'll be there and be like okay okay let's carry him like this let's put him like this and we were just doing everything together i would change the diaper uh sometimes you know i had to learn how to bathe for a baby you know <laughs> at that time so so, so, there, so there was i mean we, we just do the work together and uh, we just support each other and we encourage teamwork really so for example if my wife goes to work well we have someone who is helping us now you know but before then we we just do the work as it comes of course if she goes to work i take care of the child take up the baby prepare the food make the meal do everything put him to sleep you know and everything like that or for example you know when um, 
uh, when she, when it was still like maybe around four three, you know those times when they would struggle with sleep in the middle right. of the night, and then you know I'll just say, don't worry, you sleep. Uh, I'll shout, try and party him, he'll wake up again, and you know so. But basically, I think what we sort of encourage is teamwork. I mean, I don't know as we as the boy grows older, who is going to be strict or um, stricter, <laughs> maybe it's going to be me. Or, but uh, I think essentially it's about the values we want to inculcate. And, um, you know, as much as possible, I think we are going to be united in in, uh, in passing those values across. But then whether uh, I'm going to be the one that will be shouting, you know, in quotes, because you can't <laughs> shout too much yet, or, or she's going to be the one, I mean, we don't. Some of our friends have predicted, ah, you are going to be a very tough dad. Some have said, ah, you can be the, you know, but but I mean, we really don't know yet, you know, until our boy grows up and then we start saying, no, sit there, do this, do that. But sort of, I think I kind of think she's going to be stricter because sometimes like, ah, Jack Agbesori be by now, and she said, no, you must teach teach him from now. I'm like, ah, the boy is just eight months, calm down. But anyway. <laughs> So, so I mean, I think the you can already see the trait, but generally, I think it's more about having what you know the values you want to inculcate in your in your child or in your children, right. and having a united front, praying for them, you know, making sure that you, if if you think, because for example, growing up, uh, like I, my mom was, oh God, she will beat, she can beat, I don't know, as in, she will beat you. Like my my dad seldom be like maybe once in in a blue moon, but when he says he's going to give you twelve strokes of the cape, he's going to complete. And he will say if you stand up, <laughs> and he will say that if you stand up, I'm going to start again. You better don't stand up, because if you stand up, he's going to start. Even if he had gotten to ten, he will start again. And you'll be like, how can you be this wicked? But anyways, you know. But the old, I mean, there were some some of the things that were a bit overboard and all of that. For example, I, I at, at the moment, I don't think I believe in spanking a child. No. That's my belief. I believe there are ways you can definitely discipline them and all of that. Please, in uh, two to three years, host is it and ask him again. <laughs> <laughs> Children will test your spirit. <laughs> so, but... But I mean, I, I think myself and my wife, we've had this discussion. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I can't tell them face the world, do this, do that. <laughs> but, 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 but that is as it is now. I, I, I mean, like, maybe as Demola is saying, a year later, I may say, ah, no. But, but, but generally, I think it's about having that values clear, clear in your mind, the kind of children you want to raise. Okay, so, El Musaji, how about you? One is strict, one is not strict. That's all. <laughs> did, did I did I get my You shouldn't have to strict or two on strict people. So it's a fair balance. So my wife is there. My wife is definitely one. Um, and I don't know. My wife is definitely stricter. Well, maybe it's because it's a girl. So yeah. you know they say daughters and daughters and then mothers and sons or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's definitely the stricter one. I I feel she's too young. Why are you correcting her now? She will not. I'm like, you have to correct her now. You have to let her know. Because I'm like, she doesn't know what she's doing, but she's saying she knows. She knows. Oh, that face. She knows. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> These children, they know. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like the balance is good though. Like it's better for you to have one person. Do you know, is... interestingly, though, the <laughs> the rare occasions that my daughter will piss my wife off and she's ranting, there's this there's an instant role reversal. I'm the one that now says that relax. Like, oh yeah, you come. We are going to tell mommy sorry. Explain that you won't do this again. You know, at the end of the day, it's just to let the child understand that there's love and there's a reason why you are correcting them because it's sure. for their own good. Yeah. Not that, um, you know, one thing I don't believe in is brutalizing a child is pointless. They, they, right. In that situation, I'll say they don't understand the gravity or the extent of what they've done where you then beat them to a pop or stuff like that. But that occasional... I will spank you, but if you do this, literally putting the fear of God in them is <laughs> very important. Please, don't put God inside his mother. Use your chest to do your discipline by yourself. Don't come and pull him back. It's very important that you know that hey, if God blows trumpets and you don't go, you're on your own. No? <laughs> <laughs> this one is fear of man. Don't pull Jesus. <laughs> okay. Anyways, next question is about financial obligations. And um, literally, I want you to explain to me what it feels like. This so I want you to bring your role. What does it feel like being the man of the home? This face oh, that my twist. man of the house. My twist. <laughs> you know, what, do you twist. what do you think? What do you think are the financial responsibilities of the house? And you know, how is it? How does it play out real real life in 2021? Because we know that some things have changed. It's not the same way that it's been. Let's be honest. But what was what was it still like being this man of the house and being you know the whole financial responsibility and what are what are the expectations that you've experienced that you felt was maybe unfair or too much pressure? Anything? Just explain to us what does it feel like being in that room. Let me start with Osad. Um, for me, really, I think what we looked at at the beginning was both of our income, um, okay. who earns what, and we both know what the other person um, earns. And right. of course, based on that, we, we like now I'm the first son in my house, so there are <laughs> quite other responsibilities apart from my my house that I do. You know, we we when I say we, me and my siblings, we have a a list of things we do for our parents. So at the end, as they pay me salary on 24th, they are like, you know, nine, 10 uh, debit alerts that happen almost immediately. Um, right. There are things we pay for, for my parents, we send some money to my parents. We send some money to cover certain bills, water, maintenance, blah, 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 in their estate. And then, of course, you now have to do your own domestic um, your own domestic responsibilities. And mm-hmm. when my wife first started working, um, her first job, um, like I said, you know, she's like six years younger than me. So I've been working for about 12 years. She just started working when we met. Um, mm-hmm. So her first job was like, you know, I think she was on like 90K or so, 100K. So of course, when we when we started dating, I know that 90K cannot do anything. I mean, I, I was any 90K in my first job and that was 2009. So this is uh, 2016. So of course, you know, so I added that to my list of responsibilities. <laughs> so I also need to give her an allowance as well, you know, and... As we moved on, she got other jobs. She's in her fourth job now, but her salary has kept increasing by God's grace. But she 
the allowance did not stop. And I was saying the first time when our salary increased to about 200, I was like, um, now your salary has increased, now do you still need me to continue supplementing? I was like, eh, didn't I say it's the dead dog's part? So I guess <laughs> that's, the how they, that's how they captured you. <laughs> the allowance will continue to dead dog's part, you know? And it's just really about marking out. So we have an Excel sheet as the one of the, I don't know if it's a disadvantage of being an investment banker. We have an Excel sheet where we have all our expenses all the things we plan to do, all the money we need to pay out. And, you know, it helps us keep track. Of course, right. the major ones, rent, service charge, all of that, everybody knows, okay, it falls on me. Um, in the month, I can't do anything, you know. She, so that's one thing. What, Like I mentioned earlier, one of the things I've always liked about her, she has always been very financially responsible. So she's ready to step in if she needs to. Luckily and by God's grace, she has not needed to in our marriage. But I'm very confident. I'm very, um, uh, I'm I'm good with the fact that if anything happens, she's able to step in. And again, with that uh, joint account, we have reserves that can last us for a while if anything happens. So we've been very responsible financially. We both have our individual accounts. We have investment accounts, we have joint accounts, and everybody, whatever is in your individual account, how you want to spend it is your own business, you know, but, you know, we are we are comfortable enough and open enough with our finances to know when when she, she, there's an increase in someone's salary, of course, she's the first person I send the letter to that, ah, they've increased my salary, you see the new amount. And then she's like, she's already planning, okay, this is how we're going to spend the new amount. And all of that. <laughs> but, I think it's important that, and it also helps you even as the guy. So say you are earning 1 million a month and, you know, you have responsibilities of about 400, 500 that you pay out and you have, okay, this is 500 I have left for this month. I'm going to know how I'm going to spend the money. If your partner knows that, right, it's hard for you to maybe just go somewhere one night and spend 300K. And you but maybe by week two we need to buy something in the house and like ah, I'm broke. But she knows it's right. meant to be five hundred. So where did the three where did three hundred just disappear exactly. to? You know, <laughs> so it it keeps you accountable, it helps you um it helps you keep track, even if it's like ah I don't want my wife to find out that I spent three hundred K. That will just stop you from doing that. Or before you even do it, you think about what you are going to face at home before. You know, you tell them to use your card. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, we have things that each of us pays for without asking the other person. Um, but we know it's for the family. We know it's for the house. We know it's uh, for the for the kid. And there's really there's and anything that has to do with parents because I've always been the belief that, you know, it's a responsibility to mm-hmm. not take care of your parents, but knowing what they did for you, even just that gratitude of, you know, same because some people feel, I mean, they are your parents, it was their job. But I mean, eh, thinking, looking back, thinking some of the things my dad went through, sending all of us to school, saying, and now I appreciate it more because maybe I'm a father now or because I'm now married and I'm not realizing no more for him to have done all those things. And this was in the 90s and the 2000s, you know, it must have been a big sacrifice for him. So for me, those things don't mean anything to me. As in, I've been sending money to my parents is a thing of pride. 
I don't see it as a as a liability, as a burden, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see it as a burden. It's not. They've never asked me for it. It's just a decision we made as siblings, and we've been doing it for more than ten years now, and I'm very proud of it. So, and my mm-hmm. wife understands that because that's a key thing. You have to let discuss it that this is what we do. You know, because some people may have an issue with that. We always send the money to your mom or anything, and we don't have for this, you know. So you have to discuss it and let them be comfortable with it and comfortable with the idea. Because I know she does the same thing for her parents. So, but then it's from your own individual stash. So, you know, it's nobody's. Um, yeah. Okay, so like I like the fact that you know you touched upon like financial accountability and like being open with transparency in in, in marriage when it comes to finances. That's a big deal because people be people be doing stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay, we move to Demola. <laughs> um, first of all, I must commend Osage. He's a very strong man. <laughs> um, pretty much like you, obviously, my wife is younger. I literally got her her first job in Nigeria then, and she was probably about 80k or something. So, in my head, I added that to my list. And, like your wife, she was someone that never asked me for money, and yeah. so I felt comfortable enough to want to provide for her because I knew that this wasn't somebody that was out to milk me dry. Yes, that was very key, yeah. Uh, so when she moved here, um, unfortunately, it took a while to get a job. So for a very long time, I was the sole provider. So of course, that meant I kept up with giving her money. Um, for those who understand the way the system works here, I tell a lot of people when they come to me and they're happy with it and how, you know, how they are struggling. The system here is not designed for the typical Nigerian man. The system is designed for two people to come together to do things. Mm, yeah. That's what I've seen. I remember literally when I was getting um, my apartment, when so I was living here on my own, and then she joined me. And then, you know, they're like, okay, so who are the tenants? What's her share of the rent? And for me being in Nigeria, i like, what do you mean, what's her share of the rent? And I tell you, I cannot be. And they're like, I know, but you know, people come together and say, ah, Auntie, we are not come together like that. Auntie, man, it's my money. Actually, like, well, because she's represented on the tenancy agreement, you know, even if it's zero, they're going to put that. And it made me realize that actually the average white person pairs up with their partner to do everything. I see people at yeah. the train station. The boyfriend or the husband is paying for his tickets. The wife is paying for her tickets. And, you know, these are things that felt alien because of our sort of background. Um, right. And so it's transcending that and adapting, but also not forgetting where you're, where you're from. So, of course, like I said to my wife, we cannot uh, be doing complete input behavior. But at the same time, because of the way the system is designed, it can become a bit of a burden or a struggle if you try mm-hmm. to remain the macho man that you know Nigeria has made you into, of course, yeah, if you're in sure. Nigeria, it's a completely different setting because the needs are not the same as here. Here, by the time you pay council tax, you know, what have you just there's nothing <laughs> left. And so, if someone is TV not it's <laughs> hunger that we carry both of <laughs> so I think um, and that's why I said I greet you goodness because I think I remember that that was not friction but it was a conversation starter so when she started yeah. working and she started earning of course being the enlightened Nigerian man that I was now uh, that I had now become I said auntie there's no more allowance so please at least thank God <laughs> you have something that uh, is coming to the table and like I've always told her from day one 
truth be told, and it's not from a place of pride, but it's more from our upbringing. I don't necessarily need, I don't need your salary. I mean, if till today, we laugh about it. I don't collect her money. I, from the day she's been working till now, I've never said, where's that your money bring it? Let's use it to never. But like I said to her, because we're a team, I'd expect that there are certain things that you can pick up or, you know, if there's a month where I can't come through, then I know that, okay, at least I my wife is there and I shouldn't be panicking or worrying. And so I know that for her, when I stopped the allowance, there was that conversation because she had come from a home where apparently her dad used to give her mom allowance every month. Oh. And even though her mom was working. And I said, sure. well, interestingly, I'd come from a home where that wasn't the case. Each person earned their money. They did, they worked together, but except if maybe they were doing it in the background and I didn't know, I never heard my mom or my dad say that, okay, yes, I paid your mommy. I mean, there are days he will give her when I get them together, we'll just give her a bonus, like we call it. Maybe it's the one client that's paid him good money and is feeling extra generous, that sort of thing. And so it was that sort of, oh, because um, obviously this is us being raw and real. So for her, it was like, oh, I thought this was what it was meant to be forever. And I'm like, well, I'm more than happy if we were in Nigeria to do this. I mean, after our wedding, you were in Nigeria, I was here. I was sending money, you were living. I, I hope she doesn't listen. I know she listened to this recording. I keep telling her. When I left her, she was in Nigeria. She had a driver. I left car. She was largesting. She was the boss. <laughs> I'm like, you've come to the abroad. It's very different here because, you know, everything counts. And working together as a team, you're more likely to achieve a lot more than someone bearing the burden all alone. I mean, my daughter's um, school fees for her nursery is £1,200 per month. Please, if by the time I take out mortgage, or well, when we were renting rent, but mortgage, um, bill, water, council, salary has finished now. <laughs> what else is left? And for me, life, the, the quality of life is also very important. So I believe that I live life to the best that you can. So I'm like, for us to achieve all these things, it's very highly improbable that I will still be giving you money from this money as it is, especially as you earn. If you weren't earning, it's a different thing because I know you need money. But you're getting salary also. So for me, it was like, you know, get your salary. I help your family. Again, like, okay, I'm the first son. Um, I don't necessarily need to send money to my folks. But of course, we do because that's the mentality we've all grown up with. And so yeah. even though I don't necessarily pay them monthly, at least I'm lucky in that regard, but every now and then, yeah, throwing stuff. And that's one of the things I told my wife. I said, don't forget, we are a unit on our own. And then we have yeah. units to come from. So as much as I also want us to help uh, our extended units, we also have to look inwards. I cannot be slaving and dying and then you're making money and then train everything back to people outside because whether you like it or not, these are things that bring friction or can yeah. you know, affect us as our own unit. Because right. obviously if I see that you have money and we're, you're not asking me for cultural money every time or milk money, and then I see that uh, hundreds of thousands of naira is entering Nigeria, uh, I'm also a human being now. So these are some of the conversations we've had where we've then said, fine. So the, my daughter has an account where we put money in and then, you know, each person does his own thing. Funny, interesting, I have to stick on my meeting, but I want to buy this. And I'm like, but it's your money. Why are you asking me? <laughs> you know, I, you're not seeking permission. And she's like, she knows she's not, but she just, you know, lets me. I'm like, see, That's go ahead your money. Literally, I, I'm in support, except if you know, I feel, uh, no, maybe that's weak. Most times, I actually end up saying, No, you know what? Actually, I think you can get that cheaper somewhere else. Let me help you check for it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, again, like I tell people, 
married, there's no rule book to it. Do what works for your own unit and sail through the storm. That's very important. Yeah. I know people that split it halfway, 50-50. I know people that say, okay, I'll pay mortgage you, you buy food in the house, I'll pay school fees, you do. So at the end of the day, do what works for you. Don't compare with others because everyone has their own understanding with their partners. Yeah, Grasses. and one thing I think I, I liked about like both you, Osage's story and your story is the fact that, you know, even while when the people, the other party was not maybe making so much or was not mm-hmm. making money at all, you you stepped in without mm-hmm. because I realized that there's sometimes the reason why there's also friction is lack of I would say emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm, That's what I'm mm-hmm. Because if obviously somebody, let's say maybe somebody is making like a two million or whatever, and mm-hmm. one person is making 16K, and you're still expecting that, please, madam, you should still be buying seven, <laughs> seven, but you know, it's, it's, I just feel like I, I liked when I picked that from your conversation. Like, even mm-hmm. though that there was a period of transition, there's mm-hmm. also the part of being able to have that emotional intelligence, you know, that you guys are, are partners. If somebody mm-hmm. is down at a particular moment, you don't need to put the pressure on, okay, you still have to do this. How about is it? Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking that I don't need to really say anything again. But okay. my personal experience is, I mean, similar to what um, Demala said. So basically, it, I, I was in the UK before my wife joined me. So and when I was, you know, renting the house, doing all the stuff. So essentially, all the bills were on my account. And, uh, you know, when she came, and she couldn't work for nearly a year, I think. And I mean, at, at that time, and then I had to start training, and then my earning dipped a little bit. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for <laughs> you to start working. <laughs> you know? And, um, but, you know, and when she started working, you know, it was definitely uh, very helpful. I mean, I still do all the stuff, no pressure at all. I still, I didn't say, ah, because now I've started, you've started working, you know. Yeah, you'll be paying for gas and electricity and then how no. So I still but you know, to a very large extent, for example, we were going to I said, okay, now that you started working, I think it's time for us to work towards this particular project and all of that. Um if if I continue to <clears throat> end this, I mean even if I do extra shift, um, it might take us this long if I have to, you know, do all this alone. But now you've started working. I think we can do it at a very short period of time, you know. And um, you know, no pressure. She said, "Okay, that's fine," and all of that. And then she was able to step in, and you know, and we're able to raise that the particular amount we needed. So I think um, the way it works is that be open. You know what I'm earning. I know what you are earning. You know the things that we need to do for each other. I mean, and I mean for the home. So basically, I mean the truth is that when I've done all the bills, I need to. I mean, all the bills I need to pay, including you know, what we are eating and all of that, I will still have something really that, okay, it, it, might, be, it might be 100 pounds, it might be, but I'll still have something. But she knows that, okay, now, don't worry, I'll be doing this. Like, for example, when we needed to get someone to help us in taking care of our baby, okay, uh, I'll be paying for that. Because if you have to pay for that, that's going to be a lot, you know, on you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about being hopeful and then knowing that. So... She just knows that okay, once once his month end, you know, we, we get the money and then she pays and then of course automatically by direct debit everything pop 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 goes down pop 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 <laughs> and then 
And then you just see the next morning, 2nd of June. Oh, okay, this is what you have left. So I think there is no pressure. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, as a man of the house, you would then kill yourself. I think uh, before she started working, you know, before we made that decision, okay, for example, there was the fact that, okay, um, is she going to stay at home for a year, you know, taking care of her baby? Uh, aside the fact that our general registration was going to probably expire, which was more reason why she then needed to start working. We're like, okay, even if I work at my best potential, you know, do all the locums I can do, this is at best what I can make. Mm. And then if both of us, if we are working, we can we have the potential to make this much. As for doctor and doctor misses. I hello. <laughs> and essentially I think we'll be you know, it will be easier to pay our bills and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's look for a way to, you know, do this and all of that. And then, you know, that essentially that was just it. So it's about being hopeful. I, I, I didn't say, oh, because you've started working now. I wasn't particularly paying her, what's it called, uh, allowances before she started working. No. I mean, she opened an account and once in a while, it wasn't regular at all okay maybe 200 pounds maybe this just for something for the account it wasn't because she was particularly saying oh i wanted to buy this or that yeah oh, no i was you know but i was doing that so that they would say ah, who is this person that opened the account and didn't <laughs> put anything there and then she had access to my cards like you know anything sometimes i'll just be at work and like ah, okay oh girl you know sometimes you're like ah, oh wait love are you okay anyways <laughs> but you don't but you just move on. But I think essentially what I, you know, what I always tell my wife is we need to pray that we'll be able to make well enough so that all these bills, because I think what I found out in, in this place, bills will always increase. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, sometimes when when you don't even, when you don't even plan for something and then somebody just gives you one beer and be like, ah, today. So, but essentially we've been hopeful with our finances, and then she's able to step in. I say, oh, mommy, let's trash it in a month, you. Because I always try to do at least one or two in every month. <laughs> but things to balance very well. But you know, I'm saying, oh, I, can't, I can't do extra shift this month. Though. I mean, she just knows that, okay, that means that sometimes she might have to step in, you know. And, you know, just like um, Osage said, you know, try to send things back to parents at home, um, you know, siblings at times, or even friends and all of that. So I think there's no pressure. It's about knowing what both of you have. Be open to each other. Don't put pressure on each other. Just yeah. be open and work towards what you can Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically, I think that you guys have you guys have literally said everything when it comes to finance. <laughs> I, I had to interrupt, but I'll say this. Genuinely, a responsible man trained in <laughs> Nigeria by Nigerians <laughs> would naturally have an instinct to want to provide. Right. That's why I tell people who call to who come to me and you know lament or who tell me about their wives who you know who are um what I like to call demanders if I can use that as a word, and you know it's it's I find that like Osage said and like I've also said I mean when my then fiance was never asking me for anything it made me feel the need to want to do for right. her. Yeah, I think she said oh both streets five hundred k must land I must drive the latest car in town I must do this and that you know. It's like you said, when you start to put that pressure on the man who is also catering for most of the other bills that, you know, are coming through. Because like I say, when I speak to my white friends, they look at us like, wait, what? Are you mad? 
you share this bill now. You, I mean, are you not living the house together? I say, ah, where we are coming from? It's not like that, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, are, we are together, but you know, again, it, it's you're in an environment that makes it seem wrong, but at the same time, it's just achieving that balance and doing what yeah. works for both of you for your yeah. units. That's the way I see it. Yeah, exactly. 